You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here, along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Husker CuzCast, for all podcast updates and more. Cousins, we are back. How are you guys? Doing great. Excited to be back. Oh, my God. Guys, we have not put out an episode since our spring ball recap. That was the last episode that we did back in early April. So uh, this is fun. It's uh, good to kick this off. You know, uh, Tyler, you know how many years we've been doing this now? Long time. Yeah, we're about to start our seventh year doing a podcast. I think I had hair when we started this. Yeah, uh, you didn't have much then either. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more, but I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while, guys. It's uh, good. Uh, we haven't covered uh, a lot of wins in that time, <laughs> but hopefully this is going to be t- the year that changes it. I'll tell you this much. is all us Huskers have been putting some little gray in my beard, and I'm not really caring for that. You've had that too, man. You're old. You guys are old, all old. And you're not. You're the, You're the oldest one out of the bunch. <laughs> I look good, though. God damn it. <laughs> I look real good. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, is re- going to be fun. We've got a great episode planned for tonight. We're going to play the better, same, or worse game with the position groups tonight. Uh, we haven't touched on any Husker stuff uh, lately, other than what we've been doing with the uh, Generation Pod, uh, Generation Red Pod. I mean, that's been a lot of fun on the live streams, but we haven't done our own stuff here recently. But... Uh, Let's let's get into it. Uh, we heard some uh, impactful news coming out of the offensive line when uh, uh, Nori Nuelli, when he tweeted out that he's been suspended for the 2020, 2022 season due to an NCAA violation, failed a drug test. Uh, don't know any real details on what happened other than he's done for the season. And if there's any position group that we did not want to hear bad news out of. That is the position group. Uh, Tyler, what did you think when you heard this news here? Well, before I tell you what I think, I, I got to say, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and, and right after this news broke. And, and his reaction was pretty good. He's like, you know, I'm kind of happy that they're at least using PEDs again. It's uh, bringing it back. So yeah. um, I, kind of a joke, but I was like, you know, it didn't seem like Frost was that mad. I mean, we could use a little bit of extra strength up front. Uh, obviously, all natural, but uh, uh, I mean, but no, I mean, I when I when, but really when I heard the news, I there was a there was the initial reaction is it sucks. It's a big loss losing a starter and an already weak unit, but it kind of made sense because he had been eerie quiet through the last month when you hear all the experts and all the people talking about positions his name was being left out and it just didn't make sense to me um you know you heard rumors of him taking snaps at center all of a sudden you're like why wasn't he doing that in the spring what the hell are we doing now so it kind of puts that to light but this is a position group like you said justin we cannot afford to lose a body um depth is weak there especially interior linemen um yeah, th- this is a loss that we weren't really ready to have. Hey, Tyler, I just wanted to add to something that your buddy had said, you know, about the PEDs. Well, 
according to Sean Callahan, this is the first time since before COVID that the NCAA has done these random drug tests. So that's a scary thought. If they, if these guys were juicing in 2020 and 2021, damn, it didn't show. But uh, well, we we didn't get the memo about the no test. I'm going to say that every that's the reason we were winning games. Every other team picked up on it. Um, we're know, the last ones to the party. <laughs> we, we were late to the party, and we, 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 were, we were there. When good, the cops got there. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what were your thoughts on the uh, Newelli suspension? Well, considering he's not eligible for NIL, I'm wondering where the hell he got the money. Hey, NIL's under the table too, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no rules or regulations on that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Uh, it, it's very clearly not just a weed infraction. I mean, it was something a little more serious than marijuana. Uh, NCAA don't really step into those infractions. It's usually... Uh, I mean, higher performance either enhancing, either performance enhancing or maybe some cocaine or hopefully not meth. Cause we don't want them losing weight, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. But, but I do, uh, I do appreciate that the coaches have stuck with him. You know, it doesn't seem like he is getting kicked off the team. Um, you know, and I, and I do think the move, the center is actually really interesting uh, we're going to break down offensive line here in a second, but you look at after this year, I, I think who we all presume is going to be the starter at center is not going to be there anymore. So getting some reps this fall as a, in a backup capacity could be really impactful going into 2023. Right. Uh, guys, we were on the Generation Red live stream uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Time is getting away from me here, but... You know, we did our offensive line breakdown or our offensive depth chart, and we had to break down the offensive line with the starters. Now, th- this news, would you even want to take a stab on what that starters, what the starters would look like on the offensive line, Tyler? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I had him starting. Obviously, now I don't. So, so my yeah, all of us have them starting, right? So my off, yeah. So my offensive line really, there's only one change. I, I still got uh, Corcoran and Prochaska at the tackles. I still have Hickson at center, um, and my guards are going to be Bando and Anthony, Hunter okay. Anthony. So, Derek, what about you? I, I think this puts uh, poor Rayol into a bind here, and I think. Bryce Benhart's going to have to step up and be that right tackle, and he's got to move Corcoran over to guard. And Bando's probably starting guard and Hicks in your center. I mean, I, I think that's probably your best move at this point without that guy. I mean, you have to think that Bryce Benhart was a big recruit, and you have to think that you can get some potential out of him. So I hopefully Rayola can get him a little more aggressive and – get him doing some stuff that Greg Austin couldn't. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. You know, I guess the uh, Turner Corcoran to the interior O-line, that's gaining a lot of traction uh, with uh, Nebraska media. And, you know, I don't know how I feel about it because unless Ben Hart makes a huge step, which we all want to see him make, uh, it just seems like, a to me, it seems like a long shot that all of a sudden he's going to go from what, what he was last year into this, you know, starting role again and to be efficient. Uh, I'll, I'll say this about stretch. Ben. I will say this about Ben Hart. After he got benched, he 
did seem to be playing a little bit better. Uh, so, so maybe that did help him. Maybe losing that starting job to begin with, even though he gained it right back two games later, uh, maybe, maybe that helped him. I, see, we'll see, see, I don't. F- the future remains to be seen, but I, I don't hate your guys' picks there. I just wonder if the move isn't to move Ben Hart inside. That is one option that I have not heard much about, truthfully. I've all, I've only heard Corkin yeah, moving inside. For whatever reason. And yeah. not to say that you're wrong. I mean, that's just that's interesting. It's just not something that I've heard get a lot of traction to this point. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of speculation that he'll stay at guard and or at tackle and Corkin would move inside. <clears throat> uh you know, I mean, there's also Kevin Williams out there. I mean they say he's picking up the offense pretty quick, so maybe maybe he could be a guard for you. Uh, I I think there are a few options. I just don't know if I love the other options as much. Well, this conversation is going to – this is actually a great uh, segue into our next conversation because we're going to get into the better, same, or worse uh, for position groups. And we'll, we'll go ahead and we're, we're going to start with the offensive line. And I'll start this, guys. Uh the key, we'll talk about the key losses, key returners, and key transfers, and then we'll give our better, same, or worse from last year. You know, uh, we're basing this year off, uh, we're comparing this year to last year. So, better, same, or worse than last year. So, offensive line, key losses. You know, Cam Jurgens at center, we lose him to the draft. He could have, he, he could have came back, but he made the right decision. He's in the NFL right now as a, uh, high pick uh we lose uh right guard matt sichterman uh he's gone and then as the guy that we just talked about the other guard that started last year nori Nuelli. those are three key losses we got two key returners here teddy prohaska and turner corcoran uh i'm not counting bryce ben hart in that right now because i don't know if he's a key returner uh, key transfers. We got two key transfers this cycle. Kevin Williams out of Northern Colorado. He's got plenty of starts there. And then we also picked up Hunter Anthony from Oklahoma State. Uh, he's played in a lot of games, mostly in uh, double tight end sets. But uh, uh, both these guys are listed as juniors, so we'll have them for a couple years. Uh, you know, when we look at this offensive line, compared to last year. Last year was a complete shit show. Greg Austin, he's gone. Uh, Donovan Rayola, he's the new offensive line coach. And, you know, it's the cards were kind of stacked against him being the most inexperienced coach out of this uh, all the stellar offensive coach pickups that we had. It was just he was on the bottom of the totem pole, but he has the he has inherited the worst situation out of every single coach that uh, we have on staff right now. his I do not envy him. And you know what? I've been critical of Don Varela because he doesn't have much experience. But, I mean, it's a complete uphill climb for what he has to do. Uh, replacing three starters and, you know, a bunch of guys that we don't really know much about. They're pretty in- inexperienced overall. They haven't performed. So... He's not going to get a fair shake at the end of the season. I mean, it's going to be tough because if the offensive line struggles, they're going to point it at Rayola. But, man, the, 
the personnel that are there, that's just a it's a terrible situation. So I say all this to say that I think the offensive line is actually going to be worse than last year due to the personnel and the coaching and the new offensive philosophies. It's going to be I, I would be I don't think it's gonna be much worse, but I, I'm 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 thinking it'll be worse than last year. Who wants to go first? Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to disagree with. Um, I mean, I think we lost our two best offensive linemen last year, um, Citroen and uh, uh, Jurgens. I think those were our two best guys on the field. Um, I, I think that the the thing that you know a lot of fans are really excited about Prochaska, and I, and I understand why. Oh, is it possible? I'm going to say Chaska because there's a C in there, but uh, the, you can say the C is silent. I don't care, but no, but I, th- I think a lot of fans are really excited about him, and, and and I understand why. The guy played a couple games last year as a true freshman, like, and he looked good. He looked good, but I think that him being injured is going to be a lot bigger deal than people think. That he's just going to come in and be an all conference type guy. I, I think that is asking a lot of him. Um, I I don't know how you lose your two best offensive linemen, and you go and take a giant step forward when you're playing such a young guy at left tackle. Like I, I, I'm not confident that we're going to be that much improved at the tackle positions to be able to take a step forward. Justin, I am with you. I don't think it's going to be a major step back partially because it was such a bad unit last year. It's hard to be like, Oh yeah, there's a lot further to go. It's like you have a D minus. It's like, well, I guess there's only one place lower to go, but I, 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 I kind of see it that way that it was so bad it can't get much worse, but I do think this unit takes a slight step back this year. So you're saying worse? Worse, yeah. Okay, Derek. Uh, I I want to say this. I, okay, you talk about how rough of a situation Rayola is uh, inheriting, which I, which I'm not disagreeing. But the one thing he does have going for him is. He's got a lot of starting experience on that line. I mean, he's and I don't know if they'll if these guys will be starters or not, but he's still got Ethan Piper, who start who has started plenty of games. So maybe you get him up to speed. Hickson started plenty of games. Like ben Hart three years ago, of, I mean, we were what in season four. I, got, <laughs> I mean, it was probably two years ago. I, I, I get it. Like, I'm not I'm not saying it's a great scenario, but I I'm still taking the guy with a whole year's worth of starting experience over somebody with no starting experience. Uh, and then you got Corcoran and Ben Hart, who have both had plenty of starting experience. Uh, for Haska, he's lacking a little bit of starting experience. Uh, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I, I, I'm with you guys. I, I don't see a scenario where this takes a giant leap forward. Uh, I, but I, I do agree with Tyler. I don't know if there's much further to go back. Uh, but I'm going to stick with probably worse until they prove better. So you're saying, saying worse also at offensive line. Yeah. Wow. I did not well, think yeah, I mean, that we would be I, I, unanimous I do, dis- I, I do disagree with Tyler that we lost our two best offensive linemen. We lost our best offensive linemen. I don't know about our two best. I don't know if Matt Sichterman was up there as one of our best offensive linemen. He, he was, was pretty consistent by PFF grades. I, I guess if you're if you put all your stock into PFF grades, I guess. I mean, who would you say was our second best lineman last year? I mean, probably Corcoran still. I mean, I know his PFF grades aren't there, but 
he played great at right tackle. I thought. I don't think he was always great at left tackle, but when he, when, he, when they had but they had Prohaska in there with, and he went and moved over to right tackle. I thought he played great. I, and I will agree. I, I do think he is going to be our best offensive lineman this year. And I think at right tackle, he will actually be a bright spot on this team. Um, but, yeah, I, that's that's a lower lower thing there. All right, Tyler, talk quarterbacks with us. Yeah, I mean, so key losses. Uh, Adrian Martinez. Um, may have heard of him. We may have dedicated about uh, about 45 hours of content to just that name alone. So, hey, show us your Adrian Martinez tattoo. Another time. <laughs> it's uh, on his forehead. You can't see it. The the, the shine is blinding him. Uh, but uh, key returners. I'm going to throw Logan Smothers in there. Um, I would say he's probably our only key returner. He started one game. Obviously, was the main backup. And then for transfers, probably one of the biggest hauls we brought in Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy. Casey Thompson come from starting at Texas, leading the Big 12 in touchdowns. Chubba Purdy, um, brother of Brock Purdy from Iowa State, came over from FSU. Very high recruit out of high school himself. So, yeah, I mean, overall, this quarterback group, when I look at this on paper, the question is, whoever is the starter, I think we all presume it's going to be Casey Thompson, is will they fill the shoes of Adrian Martinez? Um and, and those are big shoes to fill. I, I've obviously been a big fan of him on this podcast. I There is no way to duplicate what he gave in the running game. I don't think we're going to try. I don't think any of these guys come close. Logan Smothers perhaps does, but I, I think that is just a loss that we're not going to be overcome. Uh, When I look at this position group as a whole, I, I think that whoever starts, and I think it's going to be Casey Thompson, is going to be a small step back from Adrian. Um, with that said, I do think that the depth is so much better than it was under Adrian Martinez. I do expect Logan's mothers to take a major step back or a step forward, step forward. Um, and I don't even know if he's going to be the backup quarterback this year. So you basically took your backup quarterback last year. He's going to take a major step forward and he may no longer be the backup quarterback. I think the depth is a lot better position. Um, I have major doubts on whoever the starter, if they're going to be able to make it 12 games. Um, and in the case of Casey Thompson, I know we'll talk about him a lot. I do think some of his passing is slightly overrated, but what I do think he does really, really well is complete those short passes that Adrian Martinez struggled with. He is going to thrive at least completing swing passes, these eight-yard outs, which is going to give us a lot more consistent of an offense, which is something we are clearly lacking. So all in, uh, looking at that, I- I'm going to go with this position group comes out grades about the same as it did last year. I think it's still a really good position group overall. Um, the slight decrease at the starting spot is made up more by depth uh, than anything, so I think it holds right about the same as last year. Same? Okay. Derek? Tyler, uh, I'm going to disagree with you just a little bit here. I I am buying into Casey Thompson's arm is better than Adrian Martinez. I believe that. I, I He doesn't have the run ability that Adrian Martinez has, but I think what he lacks in the run ability, he does make up with his arm. Uh, he is way more accurate, or quite, quite, seems to be quite a bit more accurate, at least in the medium passes and the short passes. I know Adrian Martinez completed some of his uh, longer passes a little bit better. Uh, I, I don't know what to contribute that to. I mean, they had offensive line struggles at Texas too, so uh, it's 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 hard to it's hard to say about that right now. Uh, as far as depth goes, I don't I don't know that the depth is that much better. Like if Chubba Purdy, like I love Chubba Purdy and all, but he has about as much experience as 
as Logan Smothers does. So I, I don't know that he's bringing in that much more than what Logan Smothers is right now. And don't forget, Logan Smothers was a pretty highly highly touted recruit as well. I mean, it wasn't like he was some schmo off the street. He was a four-star guy. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, time will tell with those two. But I, I, I struggle to sit here and go, oh, the depth is so much greater when I don't know what either one of those two quarterbacks still bring to the table. I mean, but don't you think Logan Smothers just having Whipple – is going to get better. I mean, just the upgrade at quarterback coach, another year, he's going to take a step forward. And maybe he does be the backup quarterback. I'm not saying that's out of the... Maybe he does, sure. I, but, I, but again, like it's the first year Whipple there. I don't, I don't know that he's going to transform these guys in one offseason. I'm just I'm asking for a medi- medium to big step forward. I, I, I see that jump for Logan, um, at least a step. Maybe not a leap, a step. So, well, you kind of made it sound like he was taking a large leap forward. He's taking a he's, ta- he's taking a big step, not a leap. <laughs> all I, right, I see him taking a baby step forward. All right. So these deep ball and medium ball passes that you're talking about, Abby Barmore from on three, she's the one that kind of put the stat out there, and she used PFF as her source. And Adrian Martinez was statistically better at the deep ball last season. His pass grade for passes over 20 yards was 91.9 with a 47.5 completion percentage. Thompson's grade was 79.3 with a 32.6 completion percentage. But when you go to the medium passes, 10 to 19 yards, Thompson had an 85.5 grade and 60% percentage compared to Martinez's 77.6 grade with a 58 Point two. So there's not a lot of separation there for the medium passes. I mean, it's it's pretty minor. It's the deep ball is where it was separated, where Martinez separated himself. So, I mean, yeah, was Thompson sl- better? Yeah, but it's like it's marginal, right? Sixty percent to fifty-eight point two percent. Yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I'm with you guys on. Uh, Casey Thompson, you know, is a good pickup, the best that we could probably have gotten out of the portal at the time. Uh, you know, led the Big 12. Tyler, you love to point this out, led the Big 12 in touchdown passes. But, you know, he was like seventh in quarterback rating in the conference and like 11th in completion percentage. And he also led the Big, Ten, or Big 12 in interceptions. So it still had less than Martinez. No, he had uh, Thompson. He had nine. Had, what's that? He had nine. Martinez had eleven. No, Thompson had ten. Martinez had nine. No, Thompson had nine. No, you lied. Yes, he did. It was twenty-four to nine. Twenty-four I'll look to it nine. Twenty-four I, I, nine. I you're you're right. right I'm, I'm sorry. So, actually, you're right. My bad. Uh, Thompson threw an interception. One out of twenty-nine passes, and uh, Martinez threw an interception. One out of every thirty passes better anyway uh all those touchdowns that thompson had out of there overall if you include rushing touchdowns he had one touchdown more than martinez uh martinez he did a lot of things for this for nebraska and scott frost except close out games uh but i I think the thing is is it will be nice to be able to get inside a five yard line not have to rely on a quarterback to run the ball 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that, that's going to come with play calling and what Whipple throws out there also. Uh, so that, that part can improve. Uh, I think I have same as last year as far as quarterbacks. And really, it comes down to depth. I, I feel good about the depth this year uh, than last year. You know, when Logan Smothers had to play last year, you know, he he had his moments, but he had a lot of moments that weren't looking good. I I like Chubba Purdy. I think he's a pretty good uh, pickup also out of the transfer portal. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Tyler? He's a pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty. He's pretty he's a pretty, pretty good, good pickup. I, I have it the same as well, but I have it the same because I do believe I think Casey Thompson will be slightly better than Martinez. And in, the depth, in what way? I think I. Uh, just because of his arm. I think his arm's a little bit better. I think his arm strength is better, even though Martinez was completing this, those those longer passes. I, I, some of that had to do with our receivers, too. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 feel, I feel better about him than I did Mar- Martinez. I don't, I'm not going to worry about Casey Thompson fumbling the ball every 10 plays. Derek, can I ask you this? If Martinez had been here, if he hadn't transferred and Casey Thompson came in, who would you give the edge to to starting uh, against Northwestern? Uh, I would lean towards Casey Thompson. Okay. Interesting. I, it, just, it, just became, it, just, it just towards the end of last season, it just felt like Martinez was more of a liability than an asset sometimes. Okay. He's great. He's great between the 20s, and he's great for getting you 400 yards a game. What he's not great at is closing out games and fumbling the ball when it counts. And, I mean, he's cost us many games over the last three years, four years, fumbling the ball or throwing an interception. And I'm hoping with these medium passes, we're not throwing the ball 30 yards down the field on a fourth and eight. I got a quarterback who can complete an eight-yard pass. You don't want to see a quarterback draw on fourth and eight? No, we never we didn't see that half the time. It was usually a thirty yard pass that was thrown into double coverage. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're. I think the the thing about this is, I think there's two things. One, I don't know the answer, Justin. The, the scenario of Casey Thompson coming in if Adrian Martinez was here is just not on the table for me. I just don't think that's realistic. But I also right. think that, unfortunately, I do worry about where Adrian Martinez is at this stage of his career. The guy was a warrior for us. He is battling a lot of scar tissue on that body. And, I mean, I, I hope he plays well at K-State. I hope he excels. But I, I do worry about his just overall body at this point of all the hits he's taken and everything like that. And then I will say this. And, and so it's just, just to, just to uh, reiterate on that, though, some of that's on Martinez. Some of it's on Scott Frost for running him so much. Some of it's on him for not going down. Like, some of his fumbles were on him for not going down. Hell, I, you could you could say it cost us the Michigan game with that fumble when all he had to do was go down. We had a first down. Instead, he tried to get a few extra yards and ended up fumbling, getting the ball stripped out of his hands. And, and he took a, he took a lot more hits than he needed to. He could have got out of bounds a few times. He could have slid and and, and and not taken the hit. But he and he was a warrior. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to crap on the guy. But he was a warrior. And he was always trying for that extra yard. And so he took a few extra hits because of that. So it's not that's some of that's on him. Like, all right, we got to move on. We got a lot of position groups to tackle here. Uh, so we're all the same at quarterback, uh, same as last year. Derek, take running backs. All right. Uh, so for key losses, I 
I added Sevian Morrison and Marvin Scott in there. Uh, neither one of them saw a ton of playing time. But they were the, really the only two guys we lost, so I, I had to put them in there, I guess. I forgot about Marvin Scott, actually. Uh, for key returners, man, we got Ramirez Johnson, had almost 500 yards rushing last year. Jacquez Yant had almost 300 yards rushing last year. Uh, Marquez Stepp, I, I, I don't know what to think of him at this point. I mean, he's returning, but... I don't know if you'd call him a key returner, I guess. No. Uh, I, but I think Gabe Irvin's probably a key returner. Uh, you know, coming back from injury, he was kind of picking it up there right before he got hurt. Uh, there, there were really no technical transfers here. Uh, I did put Anthony Grant kind of in the transfer spot, being a Juco guy. I counted him. Uh, uh, so, I, I guess Anthony Grant is your transfer uh, we also picked up A.J. Allen and Emmett Johnson out of the recruiting class. Uh, what? No, T- Tyler doesn't like that I counted Anthony Grant as a transfer. I didn't know Ju- JUCOs were transfers. Like, this is breaking news here. That we've nah, had, I, mean, I mean, for years. I mean, hell, I didn't know we took so many transfers all these years. Levante David, great transfer. Fine, you're I right. Mean, you're right. I still wrote him down there because he wasn't a returner, and I felt like he needs to be brought up. All right. Uh, we, we were also uh, having a new coach in this position, uh, and I don't think he was put in the greatest position, uh, but Brian Applewhite is our new new coach. And you talk about a guy that got put in a kind of a crappy situation. Now, he's turning it around with some of the guys he's bringing in. Uh, but, look, you're looking at a, a team that for the last two years, uh, the, the quarterback's been the leading rusher. Uh, we haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher since 2018. We haven't had a first-team run, first running back all-conference player since Amir Abdullah back in 2013. Uh, you know, this, this coach, he coached uh, two guys last year that had over 600 yards. I mean, that's still not a 1,000-yard rusher. But if you can get me two running backs with six, over 600 yards, and then he had another a third guy with over 400 yards. Uh, I mean, 16 touchdowns between the three of them. That's way better than any of our running backs did last year. Uh, they were top 30 the last two years at TCU in rushing. Uh, he's done some really good things at, at TCU, I think. Uh, but, man, he's got, he's got an uphill battle, too. Like, we haven't had any really key good running backs for a while here. And so he's going to be asked to, in his first year, put out a really good running back situation. So I think, I think it's going to be a little tough for him. But there's a little of that's going to go on the offensive line, too. But so what's your we'll score? see what happens. Uh, just from what the, the, the people he's brought in between uh, Anthony Grant and uh, some of the younger kids, I, I think we're much better. And I think they're in a much better situation because they're going to have to be used because you're not going to be able to rely on Casey Thompson to run the ball 15 times a game. Okay. Uh, I want to go just because uh, you left out a key loss, and that's Adrian Martinez. I mean, I know he wasn't a running back, but the guy led the team in rushing yet again for Nebraska. I mean, 525 yards is what he ran. We're losing that guy as a running back. Scott Frost used him as a running back. And I love these eye rolls that I get from Tyler. It just, I love it. That's why I wanted to say it. 
Uh, I, I thought anyway. he had throw Xavier Betts in there. He had a long carry. I have him second, actually. Okay. No, 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 I don't. But, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> that's all I want to say. I, I think we're better at the position. I like all those guys. And, and Tyler, the only reason I had Anthony Grant in there because I felt like he needed to be mentioned. Because I think he's going to be a key contributor here in uh, 2022, in the fall. I think Ramir Johnson's well, I, probably going to start. But I think Anthony Grant is going to probably start by the end of the year. I, I really yeah, like what he can do. I, I just want to add that the biggest reason I think this is such a a better room now is I can look at four, five, six of these guys and go, they might start. Yeah, and I'm okay with you know a lot of these guys. And, and, and I, I'm hope I'm hoping he gets it narrowed down to a couple guys. I don't need six different players playing, but it, it's nice to know that we have that. Where a lot the previous couple of years we were kind of like, man, it's almost got to be Marquis Step like. We don't have anybody well, behind Derek, him. I disagree. Last year at this time, it was like, man, we've got a bunch of names right now. Is it Ramir Johnson? Is it uh, Gabe Irvin? Is it Scott? Is it Morrison? There was. I remember we had no idea who was going to start. We had the same situation. Week to week. Well, but, but going into the year, the difference is we don't know who's going to start because the, all the guys are so good or we feel so confident. Last year, it was like... Man, I don't know if I want to see Ramir Johnson start. I'm nervous about that. Man, I'm psyched for what Ramir Johnson could do. I mean, this is clearly a better position group year over year. This is what? probably the biggest jump on the whole team um, is this running back room. I, I mean, I don't think it's a great room yet. I think we're still a ways away from that. But, I mean, at this time last year, this was the worst position group on the team. It was yeah. trash. And, 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 and even the way they played last year – probably exceeded expectations that I had, but th- that's because the expectations were so low. Heading into 2022, I, I am, again, I don't know if we're having all conference type players. I don't know if we're quite to that caliber, but we have officially gone into the level of mediocrity of this position group. It, it is a lot better than we've been. Well, so so some of the things that we say is, you know, I, I don't know uh, talking about a bell cow, uh, running the ball, but even if we were to limit it to just like three guys, a three-guy rotation or something, there's so many names here that I don't think we could come up with the same three names. I mean, there, it's it's that deep where, you know, there's uh, easy five guys that you could name in your three-man rotation at running back, and that's a good sign. I mean, that's a good problem to have uh, into this room, and so I'm really looking forward to to this position group next year. Uh, so we all have better. So, so far we've all been the same worse on offensive line, same at quarterback, better at running back. Now we're headed into wide receiver. And that is me uh, for key losses. I have Samori Toure, Xavier Betts, and I'm going to include Levi Falk in that. Uh, he's been kind of, yeah, he was kind of like iffy for a key loss, but you know, he's he's done some good things over the last couple of years. Uh, the key returners, Omar Manning, uh, and I, I just threw Oliver Martin and Alani Brown because I think they're going to have bigger roles this year. Uh, the transfers is where we struck a gold mine, and that's Trey Palmer out of LSU, Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda out of New Mexico State, and then also late in the cycle we uh, added Marcus Washington from Texas. So when you look at this group, the key losses, Toure, Betts, and Levi Falk, those guys 
combined for 1,407 yards receiving last year at Nebraska. Palmer, Castaneda, and Washington at their schools, they combined for 1,199 yards. So they're going to have to step up quite a bit. We're going to need Omar Manning to step up. There's going to be a lot of people that needs to step up here. Uh, you know, replacing Samori Toure, you know, he was an All-American guy in FCS coming to Nebraska, and you just kind of think it's like, wow, an FCS guy coming to Nebraska as a receiver. You know, I'm going to admit I didn't really have high expectations. I damn sure would have never guessed that he would have had 898 yards, but here we are. And I look at all the guys that we have returning and come in from the transfer portal, and I'm not sold that we have a guy that can get almost 900 yards receiving. Uh, it's tough for me at this moment. So with that being said, yeah, I know we have the best, uh, one of the best wide receiver coaches in Mickey Joseph coming in from LSU. Uh, but, you know, Trey Palmer, he played for Mickey Joseph at LSU, and he had 344 yards there. To think that he can come in and, you know, maybe he does double, his stuff, and I think he will lead Nebraska, but double, I mean, it's tough. I say all this to say this. I think we are going to be the same at wide receiver. I don't think we'll be better. If we are, it'll be slightly better production, but you know, with, with all these names, it's like you can only give the ball to so many people. I mean, who's going to step up? And I just don't, there's not that guy identified quite yet. Uh, Derek? Uh, I I agree with everything you're saying, but I but I do think the key factor there is Mickey Joseph, and I do think that uh, Marcus Washington, who has played with uh, Casey Thompson, is going to be be able to read him a little bit better and help him out. Uh, Trey Palmer's already been one of his favorite receivers, uh, and he's going to get a lot more playing time here than he did at LSU. So I do expect his numbers to probably more than double from last year. Um. Omar Manning, you're right. We we need Omar Manning to step up. We need to see him do it. We've been thinking he was going to do it for the last two years, and he just hasn't done it. So you you're, you're, you got to start expecting him to do it. Uh, you talked about Oliver Martin, and I, I found this kind of funny because on 24-7, they're doing their indispensable Huskers uh, countdown again, and he made the list at, like, number 22. Really? Out of 25. So I, uh, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda was in there at like 23. Chubba Purdy was number 24. And <laughs> I forget who number 25 was, but it was kind of an off-the-wall guy too. <clears throat> but I say all this to say – I say all that to say this. I, I do think we'll be better at wide receiver. You're saying I, better. I, I do think we'll be better. I, and I think it comes down to the coaching mostly and – I, I I think the transfers that we got are going to be great. I, I Samori Torre, all, all love for that guy, but he left a lot on the table too. Like I know he had a lot of yards, but imagine what would happen if he would have dropped some of the passes he dropped. Well, there was there was that uh, part, you know, like in the first half of the season where we had this discussion. Like in the big games, he went on a milk carton. He was like on hiatus. Yeah, he only so showed just, up in the uh, lesser games, but until. The second half of the year, you know, maybe the the uh, last third of the year is where he really stepped up. But 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I think Samora Torre is a huge loss. I think that he is a tough guy to replace. Um, I don't know if there's a single guy on this roster uh, that can replace him. But I, but I, I do think Omar Manning, I mean, if you look at the trajectory of him, his first year, he was a non-contributor. Last year, he came into and be in a fairly solid game-to-game contributor. He was out there catching a couple balls each game. I do expect him to take another jump forward this year. It'd be a borderline star. Um, I do love Trey Palmer. I think he will be our number one wide receiver. I think he fits into that role. But I think where this group really kind of pulls apart from this year, and why I say it's better, is after the top couple guys. Like, I like Xavier Betts. It was he our second best wide receiver last year? Like, because to me, after Torrey, it was a drop. Um, and, and I think that the difference this year is, yeah, we may not have that number one guy, but between Omar Manning and Marcus Washington and Oliver Martin and Alante Brown and, you know, all these guys, I just think the depth of this position is so much better. And I know, Justin, you're like, well, they're guys, they're guys. Well, a lot of these guys have had playing time. This isn't like we're playing guys that have never played or just complete prospects. I mean, we're five, six. Wyatt Lever, we haven't really mentioned him. He started games that had playing time last year. I mean, again, I'm not saying he's going to be great. I'm just saying we've got guys that have actually taken meaningful snaps now. We have a much better coach in play. We also have a system that I think will set them up better. And one thing I was going to bring up in the quarterback, and again, love Adrian Martinez, but when a play broke down, Adrian Martinez ran. Casey Thompson will be more looking to throw more, which I think is going to create a little bit more favorable matchups uh, when he gets an outside of the pocket. Because he is mobile. He can move. He just is. He likes to check. He looks two, three, four wide receivers. I think that's going to be a lot better for these wide receivers to get matchups. Uh, I, I think this is a better position group. Not, not quite as big a jump as a running back, but definitely a better I just I just want to add a couple things here. Uh, first off, Tyler Xavier Betts was our third. Well, if you're not counting tight end, Austin Allen was our second best receiver. Wide receiver, but, Xavier, but just wide receiver, he was our third best. Omar Manning did have him beat. Okay, and that was a big gap. Um, that was a big gap last year. I mean, Omar Manning and Xavier Betts were pretty close. Well, I mean, big gap between three hundred eight, three hundred eighty yards to two hundred eighty six yards. And Omar Manning had two touchdowns. Xavier bet zero. Uh, twenty catches, twenty six catches to twenty. Uh, but what, this is what I want to say about Xavier Betts. Xavier Betts, uh, his potential is going to be tough to replace, but his actual stats and his uh, play was still yet to be seen. Like we never really knew what we were quite getting out of Xavier Betts because he just never really emerged quite yet. And he was young; he had plenty of time to emerge. But he yeah, didn't but yet. He was such a head case. I mean, they couldn't play him consistently, and he was always on the bench. I mean, he's another guy that would be like, wow, Betts just had a great game. Where the hell is he, you know? That, and, that, then, and that's why I say, that's why I say, like, his potential is going to be hard to replace. Yeah. But his overall play, I don't know that it's going to be that tough to replace. I don't say, I would have loved to see Xavier Betts under Mickey Joseph. I would have really, I, I, I would really liked to have seen that. Um so. Absolutely, I, I I would have never wished for that kid to quit football. I'd love, I would love for him to have stayed on. I loved watching him. He was talented as hell. That get, that dude could run. He was good. Uh, okay, so both of you guys have uh, the wide receivers better than last year, and I say the same. 
Uh, do you guys see a receiver matching Samori Toure in total yards? 898. We'll say over 800. Do you see do we have an 800 yard receiver on the Trey roster? Pal- I, I think I think Trey, I think Trey Palmer yeah. can do it. I, I, that's okay. about where I have him is that 800 mark. Okay. Tyler, but talk to us. I certainly think our number two wide receiver is going to have more than 300 in some. Uh, Omar Manning had 380 last year. I certainly think that our number two wide receiver will have more than 380 this year. Okay. Uh, let's talk about tight end, Tyler. Yeah, key loss, um, Austin Allen, um, all Big Ten tight end, huge loss there. Um, no transfers at this group. Uh, we are returning uh, uh, Travis Vokla is the only notable person we are returning. We are returning a plethora of other guys, which will kind of take me into this position group. I think Austin Allen was somewhat overrated last year. I think schematically, we did a lot of things to get him open into positions where he could run 50 yards and no one was around him. And based off the combine, it wasn't his blazing speed that did it. Really good player. Um, I, I don't think we're quite at the position to be able to replace this. This position really comes down to me. The reason why I'm going to say it's worse is not necessarily that I think Travis Vokalek is that much of a drop-off from Austin Allen. It's the, it's unlike quarterback where I do see a slight drop-off there. With Thomas Fedoni injured, I, I don't have the confidence in Chris Hickman. And then you look at guys like A.J. Rollins and Chancellor Brewington. Like, those are guys I see as just kind of guys at this point. Uh, Chancellor Brewington maybe a little bit more than that. I, I just don't think that depth of that position group with an injured Thomas Fedoni is enough to make up for the slight gap I see in Vogelek over Allen. Wow. Okay. Uh, Derek. Uh, I, I disagree with you. I, I, I think Austin Allen was a great player. Uh, I, I, I'm not sold that Travis Vogelek is. I think there was a fairly big gap there. Uh, and with Fedoni being hurt, I think this position group is in much worse shape than what it was last year. Wow. I, 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 I mean, even if, if Fedoni's healthy, maybe maybe I could lean a little more towards the same. But I, that's that, but that would be going strictly off his potential. I, mean, I don't know really what Fedoni's going to do. I mean, we all hope he's going to be this great tight end. But, I mean... We just talked about Xavier Betts and how great he was. He could have been. Well, it shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? I, I just, I, I, I'm not sold on. I, I, I love Sean Beckton. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, but I, I think Austin Allen's gonna be tough to replace. And I, I mean, it's not like Travis Vokalek has been here for what two, three years now, and it's not like he's ever been a guy that we've just thrown the ball to a lot. But injuries have derailed him a little bit. Okay, so what makes you think he's gonna stay healthy this year? I mean, I, I, if we're going to play the game of injury, I mean, it's not like he was injured his whole career. He, injuries were last year. The year before, he was healthy. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so so what is it? He just he hasn't lived up to the – I mean, he hasn't been the greatest tight end or he's been rattled with injuries. Last year, he was injured. How about this? Last He's been here two years. Half of the seasons, he's been injured. That was his first real major injuries was last year. Understand that he battled some in the offseason. Again, I – I just think Austin Allen. There, guys. There's a reason why he didn't get drafted, or, fe- I, I, or, or not, fell in the draft. I'm I not maybe saying, he didn't get drafted. I don't remember if he did or didn't actually at this point. But the reason he and, fell and, in the draft. And, and you, I, he, Austin Allen was not drafted. 
But you really think that Travis Vokalek's a draftable guy? I, I, I didn't say that. I just don't. I just don't think Austin Allen. I think Austin Allen's stats were better than Austin Allen was. I, I think Austin Allen had a much better shot at getting drafted than what Travis Vokalek will. I think Austin Allen's stats were better than Austin Allen was as a player. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not as down on tight ends as either you guys are. I think it's going to be about the same. I think Travis Vokalek, a healthy Travis Vokalek, I think he can match the production that Austin Allen put out last year. And I do like some of these younger guys that are going to be coming in. You think he can come up with 602 yards? Uh, Maybe not that much, but I mean, I think he can pick up the slack. And with the uh, guys that are behind him, I think guys with like Chancer Brewington and AJ Rollins. Uh, I mean, I think how many, they times, can, how many times have we thrown the ball to Chancellor Brewington? Not much. I mean, I don't even know if he's got seventy yards. I don't think we've ever thrown. He has a touchdown. I know. He has a touchdown. Does he? But I mean, I think he can come into his own. I think. Uh, I don't. know. I yeah, think there's. Right. A, he's got. He's got three catches for twenty yards and one touchdown. Okay. I mean, I just. I know, just. I, I don't. Know. Fidoni I, is going to be the key thing, right? Can he get healthy and can he contribute towards the end of the season? Overall, I, th- I think we have a lot of uh, guys that can play. I, I don't know. I, I'm I mean, just I'm in awe here. I, like I have Derek, who I have heard for seven years on this podcast, say guys get better in the off season. Guys get better in the off season. And, and and now no one does. And I have Justin, who I've spent the last seven years hearing I, him say. What what have they done? What have they done? What have they done? And now he thinks yeah. everyone's going to take a step forward. Like it is just look. I'm not, I'm not saying they can't get better. I'm just saying like this is probably the this is probably the least proven group out of all out of all the position groups. That's fair. I mean that's fair. I mean shit. How often do we use the tight ends anyway? You and, and know. Look, I mean I, I, I think I, the margin I, I think, there is just I, like I think the potential for the future of this group is great. Especially with Fedoni, and I think you get AJ Rollins in there, and some of the. I, I even think uh, Hickman could start contributing better. He may be our backup tight end at this point. I don't know, uh, but right now I just with Fedoni hurt, probably not going to see any playing time until towards the end of the season, by all accounts. Uh, in relying on Travis Vokalek, and I, I'm just not sold on him. I'm not trying to crap on a guy. I'm just not sold on him yet. Can, can so I far, just throw one ends. underrated thing about this group, though even though I'm on the under, is with a really weak offensive line, blocking. I, I think Travis Vocal like, proved he was a really good blocker last year. I think Travis Brewington looked good in some packages blocking the ball. I think that you look at this, I mean, kind of honestly the way I foresee this season going, I think you have guys like Ramir Johnson. You, you're able to maybe put them out of the backfield a little bit more, and you keep an extra tight end to help with blocking. I think there's... Maybe a little bit of tweak, a little bit better wide receivers too. Um, yeah, a very underrated group when it comes to blocking, which is a huge element of this. But I'll agree with you there. Yeah, blocking helps. But, you know, our, our tight ends last year, they contributed about 750 yards in receiving last year. You don't think that this group next year can reach 750 yards collectively? No? Okay. The only reason I would say they even come close is be just because uh, Whipple does like to use tight ends a lot. It's funny you say that because on 1620 on, uh, on Sportsman Like Conduct, they were talking about that. 
and uh, Frost has used tight ends more than what Whipple has over the last. I think they went back the last three years, and Frost has used I mean, tight how ends many, more. How many yards? How many yards did you say they had? They accounted for about seven fifty, I believe. So Whipple had one with four hundred fifty-one, and one with three hundred twenty-six last year, and another. Wow. Another tight end that had one catch for 11 yards. Uh, this, yeah, that was based off receptions, not yards. But it was over the last three years is what their numbers were putting. Well, I, I, I'm just looking at last year's stats. but That's fine. I mean, I mean, he had a, a senior with 38 catches and a freshman with 28 last year. Okay. So, I mean, that gives you optimism that it's the same. I'm not as pessimistic yeah, as you guys. So, uh, so, so I mean, may, maybe he, he, can, he can match some production if he actually does throw to the tight ends like he did last year. I'll say that instead of in the past. I'll say it last year. Yeah. All right, let's move to the defense here. Uh, defensive line linebackers and defensive backs. Derek, take defensive line. Uh, this was really, really, really tricky, guys, because it seems like everything we're here and we're moving to a four-man four, four front. Yeah. Uh, Key losses. We had a lot of key losses here. Uh, ben Stilley, Damian Daniels, Casey Rogers, Jordan Riley, DeAndre Thomas. Uh, all, all these guys are gone. And uh, that's, uh, you look at that, you're, you're going, man, that's going to be tough to replace all those guys. Uh, key returners. I mean, you're really looking at uh, Ty Robinson, Nash Hotmacher. Uh, but with moving into the four-man front, you're kind of gaining uh, probably the best defender we got in Garrett Nelson. Uh, you're all, and then you get then you get your transfers coming in. You got O'Shawn Mathis coming from TCU, uh, who I wasn't sold on, but the more I watch film of him, the more excited I'm getting for him. Uh, you got Devin Drew out of Texas Tech, and uh, Stefan Wynn out of Alabama, who was a big time recruit there for Alabama. Uh, so I mean, we've really picked up some good spots in the transfer portal. Uh, you got Mike Dawson kind of taking over the uh, defensive line and the edge rushers, which again, you're just basically looking at a four man front. It's seeming more and more like, uh, man, we had 20 sacks last year, but only three and a half of them were from that defensive line. Uh, you figure with, uh, Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis on that line. Now you have to assume that number is going to skyrocket compared to that. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to replace though, man. Uh, Stilly had 41 tackles on the team. That's a lot of tackles for a D lineman, especially in a three four front. Uh, so he's gonna be tough to replace. But I, I, I gotta tell you, I was just never a huge fan of Ben Stilly. Like as a person, he's great. I, I love Ben Stilly, but as his play, I just he he had games where he was great and games where he was like, "Where's Ben Stilly? I haven't hardly seen him all game." Uh. Damian Daniels, I think, is going to be really tough to replace. But, again, we're not really going to be playing a nose tackle, it don't sound like. So, you're not going to really even replace him, are you? So, I I, I guess at the end of the day, moving O'Shawn Mathis and Garrett Nelson, I'm going to lean towards better than last year. Because I think they're going to put a lot more pressure on a quarterback than what we've seen for a long time at Nebraska. Tyler? Guys, this was as tough a position as there is for me. Um partially because I don't know, like my brain scrambles when I think about what this defensive front is going to look like. Like, it's like, do not compute, do not compute. Like, 
I've thought of Garrett Nelson as an outside backer for years and be like, oh yeah, he's now a defensive end. Like I just, I know we're talking about that. My brain doesn't compute. I do think Ben Stilley, Damian Daniels, DeAndre Thomas, Jordan Riley, Casey Rogers, like losing all those guys add up. I know we did a lot in the transfer portal and I think we've excelled at pass rushing. I just think in that interior defensive line, we are taking a step back. Um, so I'm going to go the same with the caveat that I think our pass rush is going to be just so much better. And whether we call these outside backers or defensive ends, I think that pass rush is going to be just off the chains. Um, and But overall, I'm going to go that those losses are just too much to make up. So you're doing I'm saying what? same. I, I don't know if what I you're said. You're saying same? Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, when I look at the, this defensive line during the offseason, losing all the guys that you talked about, Derek, Stilly, Daniels, Riley, and DeAndre Thomas, and then you add in Rodgers in there, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to suck. And then, you know, we add guys out of the transfer portal like Stephon Wynn out of Alabama, uh, Devin Drew out of Texas Tech, and O'Shawn Mathis, the big kahuna, right, out of TCU. And the guys that we have, Ty Robinson, I mean, I'm excited for this. I think we upgraded big time at personnel from the guys that we le- uh, that left us and the guys that we brought in. We definitely upgraded. And I'm certainly excited about this defensive line that we'll be fielding. So this is an easy better for Nebraska. Uh, it's easy better. Linebackers. Uh, losses. This is pretty straightforward, actually. Uh, not a lot of changes here. We lose the great JoJo Doman. Uh, an outside linebacker, that's a huge key loss. But key returners, I mean, the list goes on and on, guys. we got Luke Reimer, Nick Henrik. Those guys are studs. Also have Caleb Tanner. And then we got some guys in there that are going to make a name for themselves. And I'm going to count uh, Chris Kalarvik in there. And I'm also going to throw in Jamari Butler. I think he's going to be a huge uh, piece of this thing. Transfers, we didn't bring any transfers because we didn't need them. We got all the studs coming back next year. So I think this linebacking core is going to be better. Uh, Tyler. I, I, I'm with you better. I mean, uh, did you mention Clements? Uh, because I think Clements is a name. I, I got him in there. Um, I could have. I You know, I, I did not. But, uh, yeah, yeah, certainly I mean, I, notable. I mean, again, if, if you look at this, I, I really want to focus on the Reimers-Henrik thing. Because Luke Reimers, 2020, dealt with some injuries. Last year was really his first full year playing. Nick Henrik the year before was playing outside backer. This, that was his first year playing inside backer. Both of them made were finishing top seven in the Big Ten in tackles. Both of them have all-conference capabilities. The, but the thing that gets me absolutely psyched for this position group is the depth. I think you add a Clements in there. I think that you look at some of these guys on the outside um, as far as pass rushers going, like Blaine Gunderson and Jamari Butler, that which just kind of, again, go to my pass rush philosophy that I just think we are going to be a 40-sack team. Uh, Caleb Tanner <laughs> is, I think, is, is, is going forward, and he's having a big year. He's saying all the right things. I think his play mounted last year. Um, yeah, I... I you know, I, yeah, I, I am absolutely psyched for this position group. I, I think they definitely are upgrading this year. Derek? Uh, I'll, I'll say this about Caleb Tanner. He's saying all the right things, but let's see what he does on the field. He played better you know, last I, year. 
He played. I, it's not his play. It's not his play. I'm concerned about. It's his thirty yard penalties. I'm worried about because he's had more than one of them. Yeah, you're right. So, so I want to see: can he keep his mouth shut, and can he not be an ass on the field? Uh, other than that, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say same right now. Just be, and, and not in a bad way. Like I think this, these guys were studs last year, and I I think they'll continue to be studs this year. Uh, I, I don't know if they they were great. I, I don't know if they need to be much better. They just need to be the same as they were last year. I'll just add this, Derek. I mean, with the depth that we have at linebacker, if Caleb Tanner is the guy that you're alluding to, that you know he potentially could be. I mean, he's gone, and I. I don't think we miss a beat. We don't miss a beat at that position. I'm I'm that confident on our front seven on defense. I mean, I, I think that our front gives seven's... a great optimism next year. I I, I, I agree with that. I, again, I I just don't think there there's a, a lot of room to be better because I thought they were great last year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right. Uh, last position group, Tyler, give us defensive backs. Yeah, um, uh, key transfers are, uh, well, I guess key losses. I'll start there. Cam Taylor-Britt, JoJo Doman. I don't know why, Justin, you included him in outside backers. I thought he was nickelback. I think we just kind of pick and choose where he's at. But uh, I had JoJo Doman. played all over, man. <laughs> I had him as a, a defensive back. Uh, Markel, that's how big of a loss he is. He's a loss at multiple position groups. That's fair. Markel Dismuke and Deontay Williams. Uh, you know, the key transfers coming in are Omar Brown and Tommy Hill. Two huge pickups. Um, key returners, I got Quentin Newsom and Miles Farmer as my only two key returners. But I, but I kind of going in this position, I think we have a lot of guys uh, that are poised to take that step, including Noah Pola Gates, Isaac Gifford, uh, Braxton Clark, and Marcus Buford. I think we have a lot of names in there. So when I look at this position group, it is going to be worse for me. Um, and, and partially because while I do think our safeties were good last year, I don't know if they were always great. I, I don't know if we're quite ready to repeat them. I, I do think Quint Newsom takes a big step forward, but is he ready to fill the shoes as Quint, uh, Cam Taylor Britt is the number one corner? I don't think he'll quite get to that level. I do think whoever gets that second corner will be better than Quentin Newsom was last year. But all in all, I just think that the Cam Taylor Britt and JoJo Doman are just too big of shoes to fill. Like, they're all conference first team guys, and I don't think we have that caliber of player to take a step forward. Um, so I, I got to say down. With that said, I still think this is a really good position group. I, I think that, again, kind of like Derek said, well, he said the same linebacker. I think the defensive backs was the strength of this defense last year is the best thing about it. So me saying a step back isn't like they're, they're still probably the top four position groups for us. Um, it, it's a really good position group. I'm shocked that you didn't include Braxton Clark as a key returner. You just kind of like added him as like somebody that might play. And then like for key transfers, Kane Williams isn't a key transfer. Forgot him. Um, oh, okay. That's an omission. I thought you were being. No, that, that was, I thought that, you were being Tyler there. No, no, just no being that, like that was an omission. Um, that was a miss. And you know, what's funny is I when I wrote down that we were going to rank our transfers here in a minute. I had them written down as a transfer, like when I was doing all my rankings and I wrote down them all. I just, I guess I forgot he was a safety. Yeah, no, he he is another uh, really good transfer there. Okay, uh, 
Derek, do you just want me to finish my thoughts here on defensive Go backs? Ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying uh, for the most part. Uh, we're bringing in some dudes, uh, inexperienced dudes. Uh, the, the losses are terrible. They're, and I don't know if the returners and the transfers can nearly make up for uh, what we were losing. It, it's going to be an uphill battle. As much as I love that front seven – I mean, they better be good because they're going to have to be really good to make this uh, back four make them look good because I, I think it's going to be worse. This is uh, Travis Fisher. That dude, he's got he's got uh, the probably the toughest job after Donovan Rayola uh, headed into 2022 with the guys that he has here. So uh, right now I'm going to say worse, but t- Derek? I'm going to disagree with you guys here. Uh, let's not forget Cam Taylor Britt was a quarterback coming out of high school, and Travis Fisher turned him into a first-team all-Big all Ten player. Uh, so if he can turn a quarterback into one of the best defensive backs in the conference, I, I think he can do it with another defensive back. Can he do it in one year? Uh, some of my what we got coming in, yes, I think he can. And Quentin Newsom, he's not just – he's – it's not like it's his first year. I, I anticipate him taking a huge step forward. Uh, I loved what I seen out of him in a spring game. Uh, Tommy Hill, I think, is going to be a huge, huge factor into the cornerbacks room. I, Omar Brown, I think, could be a huge factor. Uh, it, so I think cornerbacks are solid. Uh, safeties, well, I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, we know Miles Farmer will be one of them. But I, I'm just not... No, it's this is nothing against Deontay Williams or uh, Markel Dismuke. I don't I don't know if they're that irreplaceable. Like it seems like they did good things, but they weren't top safeties in the in the Big Ten. They weren't top. I mean, I, I think they're replaceable. And I think Miles Farmer approved that he can replace Deontay Williams a couple times when he had to come in for him for suspensions for late or uh, targeting penalties. Um. So I think Miles Farmer, and he's had plenty of experience. Uh, it's that other safety that worries me just a little bit. Uh, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they're going to be a little bit better just, ju- just, just off of the pass rush that we're going to create off that front seven. I think they're going to be able to put themselves in positions to maybe intercept a ball a little bit more. So, so that's cheating, Derek. That's that's. I mean, that's like saying I think the wide receivers are going to be better because the quarter. I mean, like. Well, you did. That's exactly what you said. No, I Tyler. didn't. That's not at all what I said. <laughs> I do. I I think they'll come up with more interceptions than what they, what any of these guys did last well, we're year. We're talking about the position group. We're not talking about the pass rush. But but get but get but the pass rush is going to help create the the interceptions. Uh, Derek. So what are you saying? Same. Better. I, I, I I'll, I'll say same. I, I think I said better, but I'll stick with same. Uh, okay. I, you're lucky that I missed you saying better because I would have been all over that shit right there. I got Justin. No I got better. You could tell we took some time off. I got Justin County Juco's his transfers. I got Derek talking about pass rush when it has to do with secondary rankings. Like, hey, dude, I'm telling you, I, I needed it to bring up Anthony Grant in there. I mean, that was a key pickup. And Adrian Martinez as a running back. That is damn true. He let he's led Nebraska like what f- three of the last four years. Didn't Eric Crouch do the same thing? Yeah, 
Tommy great Frazier, fucking running back. Tommy Frazier is a great running back. Get that. Great running back. We, you know what? That's our problem. We, we bring in a lot of great running backs to play quarterback. Let's bring in a quarterback. Uh, all right, so we're going to get into our top five transfers here in a second, but let's go ahead and recap better, same, or worse of these position groups. Offensive line, all three of us said worse than last year. At quarterback, all of us said same as last year. Running backs, all of us said better than last year. Wide receivers, Derek and Tyler said better than last year. I said same. Tight end, Derek Tyler said worse than last year. I said same. Defensive line, uh, Derek, uh, me and Derek said better. Tyler, you said same. Linebacker, uh, Tyler and me said better. Derek, you said same. Defensive back, me and Tyler worse, and Derek is same. Top five transfers. This is tough. This is really tough. Derek, who are your top five transfers, uh, most impactful transfers for 2022? All right. I, 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 so here's my top five right here. Casey Thompson, I think, is number one. I think that's an easy choice. He's got to he's got to replace Adrian Martinez. I I don't have faith that anybody else is going to do it. So Casey Thompson to me was number one. O'Shawn Mathis number two. The guy seems like he's a stud. I think he's going to do a lot of great things. Uh, number three, Trey Palmer, because I also believe he will do a lot of great things. Uh, number four, I went with Tommy Hill. I think Tommy Hill is going to be a stud back there at cornerback. I love what that kid brings to the table, his speed, his covering ability. Uh, he just seems like he's going to be a I, – I see him being an all-conference all player before he leaves here. Uh, number five, I, you guys are going to just hammer me for this, but I kind of did an either-or here. But I went with uh, Timmy Bleakroad or Brian Buscini. Because pick one. I, pick one. I'll, I'll let you pick. I don't care. They, they're both going to help special teams, and we need a lot of help there. All right. Uh, Tyler, what's your top five, top six? Well, I, I only did five because I listened to the rules, but... <laughs> I have them tied for fifth. Derek, it's, it's, your list that, was so there was... close to being brilliant until you threw six names in there. You just lost yeah. count. You lost count and it screwed you over. <laughs> uh, uh, they were tied for fifth. I, I, don't, I can't help I it. I have the exact same... Well, I guess I have five of the six names that you had down. Uh, 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 Oshawn Mathis is my number one. Uh, Casey Thompson, number two. Uh, Tommy Hill, three. Trey Palmer, four. And uh, uh, Buscemi is number five. Like that, That's my order. Um, I, I, again, I feel like I, it gives a little bit of context. I think, again, my 40 you think sacks. The, you, think the punter, you think the punter is more important than the kicker then? Shit, Derek, you couldn't even separate the two. <laughs> Well, I, that's I why I couldn't it. separate the two. So I, I, I just, I just think it's funny that you would name the punter over the kicker. So, so the, okay, you want me to narrow it down? I'll, I'll go with Timmy Bleakroad because he's the kicker, and we're going to need points out of it. So that, that's fair, and our kicking has been abysmal. I guess I can remember when we actually had a good kicker. Like it was two years ago, we had an all conference kicker. I can't remember yeah, until you put until you put a crowd in the stands I, and you didn't know how that, to kick a ball. I can't ball. remember when we had a good punter. Like, it's been that long. I mean, God bless his soul. But you have to go back to Sam Cook the last time I remember a good punter at Nebraska. It has been. You mean Sam Fultz? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Sam Fultz. Cam Cook is still alive. Uh, <laughs> um, it's been a while since we've been on, woo! huh, Tyler? Out of practice. But, yeah, Sam Fultz. But it's been a really long time to be a good punch. But that's why I give the edge to punter. It's just because that position has just been garbage. I mean, like, like there were points last year I missed Caleb Lightborn. Like, no, there's not. <laughs> that's not true. Stop lying, Tyler. Nobody believes that. But no, it, Caleb, it's Light, so that's Caleb why Lightfoot. The, that's why I give the edge to the punter there. All right, top five transfers for me. Casey Thompson, number one. He's going to touch the ball every time on offense. The whole Our whole season goes through Casey Thompson. Number two, Trey Palmer. We need him to step up. We need him to be the guy that we need him to be. He needs to take over Samori Toure's place in this pass-happy offense that we're going to be in, or pass-first offense, I should say. Number three, O'Shawn Mathis. He's just going to join another mean-ass crew on defense. He'll fit right in. My number four is IGC. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. I think he is He's going to find a place in this offense to make him click. And my number five guy is Timmy Bleakroad. Not a punter. It's a guy that can get points, make extra points, kick field goals, be consistent. And if he can do that, I mean, he, he's going to have, I mean, the, he's going to be under the microscope. Not under the microscope, but there's going to be all eyes on him. You know, coming out of Furman, I mean, he's going to be coming into a place where it's like, oh, my God, make these damn kicks. Uh Hopefully it's not like uh, one of the situations that we had in 2020 where, you know, he was good because he was playing in front of like 1,500 fans all year long and chokes against 75,000 people in the stands. But anyway, uh, those are my uh, top five transfers. This is tough. You know, you guys named Tommy Hill. I mean, I kind of joked. It was like I could probably go 10 deep in here, you know, ranking top 10 because there, there's some uh, – there's some good guys here out of this transfer portal class. And I think there's going to be a little bit more uh, contributions here with Tommy Hill. Yeah, he was definitely on the radar as well as Omar Brown. And I gave a shit about Kane Williams because I was like, okay, that guy, that guy could be there too. But uh, yeah, Stephen overall, Wynn. I think... Uh, if you're going to name a lot of names, Stephen Wynn was my honorable mention. Because I think that defensive interior line was scary until yeah. we pulled him. You're right. I mean, uh, So... Yeah, I, you know, it, it is where college football has gone, right? Like, I mean, I know Justin's been the pessimist of the group, but where would this roster be right now without the transfer portal? Nobody would be looking at a bowl game situation. I mean, nobody would be thinking I mean, bowl game in 2022. I mean, granted, Adrian Martinez would still be here. Casey Rogers would still be here. But no, like, no. Adrian Martinez was a grad transfer. He could have gone anywhere. Fair enough. Casey Rogers. I mean, we would have had still some of these guys, but yeah, this roster. Well, I mean, would be a lot. All these guys game. still could have transferred even without the portal. Yeah, well, they just would have had to sit out a year. I mean, there's no guarantee all these guys are sticking around. If if, if they weren't eligible to play this year, we'd be in a lot different situation right now. So God uh, bless the transfer portal and NIL. Hey, uh, we have a couple of questions here. Uh, real quick, we we got a little bit of time to hear. Uh, what are your thoughts on the recruiting class and how local recruits are responding to the new staff? Tyler, you're the recruiting guy. Uh, what do you make of the 2023 recruiting class? I think it's shaping so up. To, I think it's shaping up to be the best recruiting class under Frost. 
Is it? Wow. I mean, it, that's, it's, that's bold. It's okay. still, that's it's, saying a lot because he's had really good recruiting classes. He's had some good ones, but I, I think that you look at the names of the guys that we're, we're getting visits on. We're getting a lot of four-stars that haven't committed yet. I think we're 24th, 25th right now. I don't have the most recent updated rankings. They changed so much at this point, but... I mean, we're sitting in a top 25 class, and we haven't even landed our big guys yet. So, I mean, uh, we got Maverick Noonan this past week, and that was a huge pickup. That was a good game. Uh, that was really a huge game. Sean Callahan, he had an interview with him t- tonight on uh, Husker Online on his uh, little radio show, and he sounds like a great kid. And they kind of asked him, uh, well, Sean asked him, it's like, uh, what is he going to be asked to do at Nebraska? And they're going to use him as the Garrett Nelson, uh, you know, in that mold, you know, and it, I, that shouldn't be shocking, I guess. But, uh, well, I, just, right. just to add to it a little bit too. Like, I mean, we got picked up that Riley Van Poppel out of Texas. Yeah. God, it's so good to be getting some kids out of Texas again. Uh, we picked up Jaden Doss, that wide receiver out of Missouri. Uh, this, this new staff is really getting into areas where we have struggled to pick guys up again. And it, it is great to see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, By the way, while you're reading the next question, I just looked up the latest rankings. We have fallen somehow. It's the last time I looked in the last week, we're down to 38th on 24-7. So, really? Yeah, we were 25th about a week ago. After um, after Maverick Noonan, I thought, yeah. But, so we yeah. dropped to 38th? Okay. Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of commits this last week. So, yeah. All right. Probably bumped a few people ahead of us again. Uh I had a question on the defensive line. We already talked about that. Uh, the Athlon Sports Scouting Report by Opposing Coaches. Uh, I didn't get a chance to look at this in depth. but It's trash. Is it trash? It's all trash. It's always trash. We should be talking about P.J. Fleck if we're talking about coaches in the Big Ten. Look, I, I hate I, – I, I like reading Athlon's magazine. I do. I buy it every year. I, I do enjoy reading it. But the one trash part of it is what the anonymous coaches have to say. You know what? If you want to make it interesting, tell me who the hell said it. Other than that, it's nothing but a chicken shit move. I always find it interesting on things that they say. Uh, I'm trying to scan this real quick to see if there's anything. We're the all-bus team. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I find mean, nothing it that was said was probably unfair. I mean, it's not like Scott Frost has lived up to any kind of hype so no. far. I mean, so no, nothing that was probably said was unfair. I just, if you're going to say it, put your name on it. Well, and I, the, the, my problem with that is I feel that they, they talk in almost superlatives. Like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything insightful from it. Like, I would love to see hear a coach say, man, Nebraska struggles because they don't know how to run inside in, their interior offensive line doesn't scare anyone like you know or or Casey Thompson isn't what they think but like they say these things like oh Nebraska was all, the all bus team they look good coming out but they don't play blah 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 it's like I just feel like it's if, if you're really the opposing coach this is analysis I think I'd expect from ESPN that that's what I feel like it's just like very like above, I don't know, above the shoulders or really low-hanging fruit that they hit on. One of the interesting things saying is uh, the deep, the biggest thing they need to do is 
get the offensive line to a point where they can run the ball long enough to let the defense breathe. That defense isn't the problem. They were solid as hell at times. The offense just needs to stay on the field and not burn quick possessions, not go tempo, and get desperate because you're playing from behind. Yeah, I think that's something that we can all get. We all agree. I mean, that's not doesn't take a uh, Power 5 coach to say that. And Oh, shit. Give me these contracts. Yeah. Uh, one more. Obviously, this is a big year for them. They're talented enough, but there is some kind of mental... But is there some kind of mental block here? If they can't come out and win and show some signs that they can build around what they're doing, this is probably it. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Master Obvious. I know. I mean, this is the again track. It's just it's it's a five year old could write that. Like that 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 is a five year old's analysis. This you know what Nebraska needs to put it together this year. Back when I used to get Athlons all the time, you know, uh, Athlons Magazine, it's like one of the fun things I would like to do is like really dive into these coaches' comments and try to figure out who the hell said what. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I haven't done this this time. But anyway, uh, one more here, I think. And then we'll get out of here. It is Nebraska will be will be going. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus. Nebraska will be Nebraska will go bowling if blank. Tyler. Um, our pass rush is anywhere near as good as I think it's going to be. Wow, Derek. If they win six games. Well, you could be a Thanks. Big Ten coach. Wow, you could be a Power Five head coach there, Derek. Uh, to me, uh, honestly, it's going to come down to what plagued us last year. Can the offensive line get slightly better than what it was last year? And can special teams not bite us in the ass? Good call, yeah. special teams. Agree on both. Nebraska will go bowling if that offensive line takes a step forward, and special teams is fixed. The rest, I think, it all falls into place. But, but see, but see, that's interesting because all of us said offensive line is going to be worse. That's why I said if. So Derek doesn't think we're going bowling, and neither I knew Justin did it, but uh, no, I, I did. I have a six at six. I think we're going bowling. You I, said we only go bowling if our offensive line goes forward, but then you said our offensive line is going to be worse. Eh, a special teams will be fixed. All right, all of that is stuff for another episode. Oh, yeah. I mean. We're gonna uh, for our listeners out there. We will be back every week until the season starts. So I guess that means you'll, if you listen to us, we'll have an episode until uh, Nebraska's last game this year. Hopefully, that'll be in January. <laughs> and, and to be to be fair, I do think our offensive line can be better. I just want them to prove it first. Yeah, we all do. But uh, all right, guys, this is a. Uh, Great show back. Uh, it's good to drink beer with you guys. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter, at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.